am so excited to announce my involvement with the Celebrity Softball Classic coming up on November 4th, 2023 at the Riders Field in Frisco, Texas. Never have I been honored to be part of a celebrity sports event ever. I know music and the stage. I am so excited because everything we're going to be doing is to benefit our veterans. There will be 200 tickets given away free to veterans, first responders, and their families for every $1,000 donation. So if you can help out, please go to CelebritySoftballClassic.org and donate today. We're also looking for corporate sponsors. Please call 817-308-5476. Go over to CelebritySoftballClassic.org and pick up your tickets now so that you can join us as we thank our veterans and first responders. We should be donating close to $200,000 to over 10 different charities. Past celebrities have included Matthew McConaughey, Isaiah Stanback from the Dallas Cowboys, Eric Warfield from the Kansas City Chiefs, Chaz Taylor, pro wrestler, Tommy Harris of the Chicago Bears, and this year, yours truly, Tanya Joy from the Tanya Joy Show. Please join me on November 4th in Frisco, Texas for the Celebrity Softball Classic. Grab your tickets now at CelebritySoftballClassic.org and help spread the word so that we can thank and support our veterans and first responders. God bless you, and I will see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got an amazing announcement for you. We are so excited to introduce a brand new magazine called Andrew, Andrew Magazine. It is brand stinking new. It'll be published six times a year. And there are some phenomenal articles and some phenomenal writers that are writing. In fact, one of them actually is Tanya Joy Gibson. Tanya wrote her first published article and it's called Alternative Universe. And it really is about Hollywood. It's about what's going on. This patriotic movement today, those who love the country of the United States and they want to preserve the Constitution, they want to preserve a way of life, biblical standards that we've grown up with. This is a magazine that's about Americana. It's the people's voice. The Republic has been flipped. And if you see that R, turn around, something great is happening in the Republic. There's some top, top patriots that have written in this magazine. It is a gorgeous magazine. It's like a book. It's like a commemorative magazine, really and truly. And you can get this at andrewmagazine.com. They can subscribe. There is a discount to go right now. We're offering a promo that they can get, I think, 20% off. If they order 12 editions instead of six, if they order for the next two years, they get an even bigger discount. Go right now to andrewmagazine.com. Go in there right now. If you're watching or listening, andrewmagazine.com. Go right now, get yourself subscribed and signed up. We will have more on this to come, but you do not want to miss this point in history. God bless y'all. Welcome back to the studio for the Tanya Joy Show. We are happy to see you here today. We wanted to take a quick moment and just let you know that the next episode you're going to watch is actually something that I had the opportunity to do on someone else's show. So often 
I get asked to come and be interviewed or be a co-host or share my story on another show. And I really love to then be able to take the work that that podcaster did and highlight it to my my audience and let you be introduced to someone else, to meet someone else who is doing a similar thing um, and give them more opportunities for a wider viewing audience. So that is what this next episode is going to be. Stay tuned. You're going to love it. I promise. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. Okay, well, we weren't shocked. Now, welcome back to the show. As well, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And I know we have such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what an honor. Joshua, Joshua tracked me down in a big tent of about 4,000 feet. Are you? I am feeling so great. Hello, everybody. Thank God I am wonderfully great. Hello. Thank you very much. Because what is prayer? I'm just doing, you know what I mean? And I'm thrilled to be here with the two of you. <laughs> Me too. Like, and that's who these crazies, these evil ones. It is. You say it right. Good job. They are the Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to rise. These people that get higher up, How sometimes I've thought... These are glory days and not gloomy days. Like, I love that. Huh? <laughs> you know, you know, it, it, it kind of works. It works. awesome about the tour is people like you. Good. I love the applause. That's cool. There we go. Thank Hi, Joy. Everybody, welcome. We are so excited. You ready to get the show on the road? Let's go. We live in turbulent and difficult times where even genders are questioned. While we may not, we know that Jesus predicted all these things would happen, it actually is painful and heartbreaking when it lands on your doorstep. We're going to talk with Tanya Joy from Beauty for Ashes Ministries about her struggle with a daughter who says she was born to be a man in this special edition of God's News in the News. Well, thank you for joining us once again for another edition of God's News in the News, Current Events, Biblical Perspective. And usually when I have a special guest, I bring them in after I've said something, but there she is. So you might just live up, say hi. <laughs> you know. Hello, hi, Tanya. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, it's live. It's live streaming. It happens. These things it's do all happen. Good. It's, it's all good. good. So let me go ahead and uh, we have a little blurb at the bottom there. You guys, if you want to do the old like, share, and subscribe. You know, one of these days I'm going to have a professional in charge like you, Tanya, and actually have something special down there. I don't have to mention this stuff. <laughs> well, uh, I will tell you, I don't have a professional in charge. It's just me. So it's I, I, just, uh, I can, I can give you some pointers though. I can give you some I'm pointers sure, on how to I'm add sure those you, in. I'm sure you can. Great. Okay, good, good. I'm glad it looks good. So anyway, like, share, and subscribe, do your thing down there make the algorithm work for us. Not building my kingdom, not building Tanya's kingdom. We're building his kingdom. So we get that out to where it needs to go. And I always like to pray before we start. I pray against those tech goblins and keep them out. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this night, actually, this time together. 
And we ask that you just uh, anoint and, and, and uh, bless what we're going to be saying tonight. It's a very tough message that we've got. It's pertinent, but it's also uh, it's touching, but it's also hard. So I pray for Tanya as she uh, recounts things that are not easy for her to do uh, and that you give her strength to do so and that you'll help her in her struggle and her fight uh, and uh, that you'll keep those tech demons from getting involved here because this is serious stuff that needs to be touched on. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And then they pull you down. Now you're back up again. <laughs> <laughs> I've got engineers that are, are are having fun tonight. So hey, that's fantastic, though. I've got one engineer, and I've got one engineer who's we're take we're kicking the training wheels off tonight. So <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, welcome. Yeah, there you I, go. I can't wait till I have that that uh, oh. option. Well, maybe one of them can start helping you out too. You know, you can do double duty. So, for those of yeah. you don't know, uh, Tanya, Tanya Joy, uh, she her last name is Gibson, so we'll throw that in there. Uh, she has a, uh, a ministry called Beauty for Ashes, or uh, and uh, so uh, why don't you tell us just a brief bit about that, and then we're going to get into a little bit of your testimony. Yes, absolutely. So I have a podcast that I do five days a week, and it was originally. Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. It still is, but we've had a little different branding where it's just the Tanya Joy show now because everybody was getting confused. I had Hollywood decode and wellness wisdom, and I think I bit off more than I could chew. I, I kind of created a network for myself without fully realizing it. So um, I've been doing that, gosh, almost, well, I guess a little over two years and um, full-time about a year and a half. I was in corporate America for a decade and got kicked out of that arena. And the Lord launched me really full-time into, into what is really turning into ministry. I never in a million years would have thought that I would have been full-time into ministry, but I'm basically traveling and speaking at churches and leading worship and um, teaching the word and then doing the show during the week. Um, but it's it's a wild ride, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm expanding to some other areas here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a God's News of the News uh, unfiltered only on Rumble and you, you know the feeling. You know what I'm talking about. So yeah. Yeah. So anyway though, uh, uh, they if you could put those things back up again, guys, the the barcodes I had down there. Because I want people that they can take a picture of that and go right to your website. Uh, so cool. I want them to go ahead and do that for you there. Um, and then um, obviously I'm gonna mention it later. Uh donate to your ministry because I know that uh that the things you've been going through we're gonna talk about tonight. Uh, you've been hit financially about that. So we're going to try and help you out. Well, thank you. And the great thing is we've actually set this up as a nonprofit ministry now. So the wonderful thing is now if people do feel led to donate, it's all tax deductible. So that's something we were just able to get set up in the last two weeks, which is very exciting. What's that? <laughs> is is we prophetic or is it just you doing it all by yourself? Uh, yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> I, I always say the word we, I think that it's a prophetic sign that I'm going to have a team. It's just me. I do everything, but I have, I, I shouldn't say that because I have one very dear friend who has basically come alongside me and she kind of acts as my business partner manager. So when I have questions, I go to her, I pass everything through her. So I, I don't want to fully say me because she is a, a yeah. 
huge, huge help. But when it comes to the technical side of things, when it comes to the show, when it comes to setting up any of this stuff, I'm sort of the forerunner. And then I'm ending up teaching everybody else how to do it. <laughs> well, I've been blessed to have some people alongside me. That's just the way it works. Maybe God knows I can't handle it by myself and you can. <laughs> so, all right. So we'll take down those, those QR codes. We'll put them up at the end here. So anyway, though, um, what we're going to talk about tonight, because um, when we first talked the last interview, uh, that was basically your testimony with the USA pageant and all that stuff. We got all that done. So if anybody wants to watch that, you can watch it on my channel there. But tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to look at another chapter of your life. And uh, it's, I, I mean, am I, I think I'm right on this. It's still a little bit raw if I'm, if I'm. Yeah, this is all fairly new. Um, yeah. the, the journey with my daughter is not new. That's been going mm -hmm. on since she was young. Um, but the extreme or the the extremity that it has gone to is new. And then the attacks or the, um, I hate to say attacks because I don't want to come across as a victim, but um, the hit piece that the Huffington Post wrote, that's still pretty fresh. That came out ju uh, June 30th. So I can't believe it's actually been already this long, uh, July, August. It it kind of knocked me out for a couple of weeks, um, and I wasn't quite sure if I was going to keep going. I was I was very close to quitting um, because it it was very very hard. And so yeah, we can go into whatever. I don't know if you want me to just jump in or if you have certain questions you want to ask. Yeah. I've I've read I've read the Huffington Post article, then I read your response to it, so I've got all that information. But I'd rather you do all the telling. But I, I mean, there are things that maybe if I don't see you hitting, but it's sure. pretty much going to be you talking here. So uh, let's get some background on this whole thing. Uh, uh, I don't know. Now I, I'm, I didn't ask you. I didn't ask. I'm going to ask you now. I've got a a URL that can scroll to the bottom to the Huffington Post article. I debated on putting it down there. And, and I was just want to ask you, is that something you want people to read? Because I tell you, after I read it, I felt dirty. It's um, one thing I will say is most people that I know, even friends, didn't fully read it because it's extraordinarily right. way too long. Um, I, I had the first interview after it came out um, and, and that interviewer printed it so that he could take notes and, you know, do all of that. And it was printed 25 pages that's ridiculous. Number one, that was stupid that they even did the article that long because it's way too long. People just can't. I mean, nobody is going to read. That's like a book, you know, 25 printed pages digital. So, I mean, that that's a very <laughs> nice size book. Um, it doesn't matter to me if people want to go look at it. I, I did a response in the Christian Post. Yep. There's a lot of people that have read the, the Huffington Post. I've had friends that, you know, I didn't hadn't seen in a long time that I, you know, have seen over the summer, um, who I would never have thought would have seen this. And they saw it, people sent it to them. People asked, you know, well, what do you think? Can you believe Tanya said this or did this? And luckily the friends who have seen it, um, who've had people come to them like that have said, are you kidding? Why are you even asking me this? Like, you know, Tanya, you, you, why, why would you ask me this right. type of a question? Um, but to go back a little bit. So my daughter is 24. She turned 24 about two weeks ago. And, um, we, you know, many, I'm very open about our life. We had a, 
my kids had a, a rough upbringing. Uh, they were very loved. My, my parents are very involved. My parents have basically been like second parents to them. My mom pretty much gave up her life and helped raise them when I got divorced. Um, their, their dad kind of disappeared. He, he was involved for a short time and then he disappeared. Um, my daughter, my oldest, obviously was hit the worst, hit the hardest. Um, and, and I think that's reasonable. You know, she was oldest. Um, when the divorce first happened, she didn't want to be around her dad. She was the one saying, I don't want to go, that kind of a thing. Um, and then that quickly changed. And I believe what has happened, just to give an overview, because I think that the topic of this um, trans religion, which is what I call it, the most important piece is that there is often if not all the time, some sort of a trauma or an abuse that took place. And so I know that my daughter, at some point, there has been some sort of abuse. She's alluded to it. Um, the counselors have talked about it, but we've never been able to get to the root of it. And that caused a lot of emotional, spiritual, mental damage for my daughter. When she was 10, um, she was suicidal. She tried to take her life. She tried to overdose. Um, I, I mean, I, I would never have expected this. So I didn't, I didn't know what signs to look for. I, I had no idea. Um, I thought she was sick with the flu when she overdosed and, you know, she didn't say anything. So why would I have thought any different at that point in time? Um, and then she started around 11, 10, 11, around that same age, saying that she was um, gay or lesbian. And then that turned to bisexual. I didn't I did not know what bisexual was at that stage. I, I mean, I didn't grow up in this type of world. I grew up in a very uh, Christian home. And so we started I started talking with her, you know, and trying to speak truth to her, trying to help the situation as best I could. The downside was that my husband at the time, who was a second husband, um, I'm pretty sure was abusing her. And so she, there was no safety, right? Um, I didn't know as a mom, I didn't protect her the way that I should have if I would have known. And so while she's coming out with all of this, there is most likely, from what I can assess, abuse going on in the home. And so that was only the, a very short time period, less than a year, but it caused a lot of damage. And then by the time she was um, 13, she decided she wanted to move away and go live with her father, which um, the counselors at the time, and this is now where I can understand the narrative, the counselors at the time were literally telling me, your daughter's already tried to take her life. If you don't let her go, she's going to probably succeed at, at suicide. And would you rather her be dead or would you rather her be happy and not living with you? That was what the counselors told me. And um, I was not in a place spiritually where I could comprehend that. I was in a mess of my own. I was dealing with a lot of health issues. I was on a bag full of medication myself. It's the way that the, it's the way that our society does this. I mean, it really is. Right. Um, so I wasn't able to make wise decisions. I had two other smaller kids at home and I desperately wanted my daughter to be happy. So I said, okay, well then I guess we'll let her go and we'll try it on a trial basis. As soon as she got there, she had been diagnosed bipolar with schizophrenia tendencies. Now I want to put a caveat to that because I believe that those disorders, those diseases 
are because of traumas and abuses, the things that happened in the brain that don't get resolved. I personally believe that people who have these diagnoses can be 100% set free. They are, that is not a sentence. It's not something that means now you're bipolar the rest of your life, or you're going to be schizophrenic. I don't believe that, but I do understand that in the medical world, that's the language they have for it. So she had been diagnosed with that. As soon as she got there, her dad took her off all of her medication and told her it was all my problem and my fault. And she was fine. Then uh, we kind of kept touch. And over the course of her high school years, you know, I think that there was things that came in. I'm sure there was education influence and all of that. Um, And then about three years ago, it was 2021. um, I had been in contact with her. We had been in contact. She came to visit me. The relationship seemed like it was doing better. She had a boyfriend. She said she thought she would marry. Um, it's, it's, you know, I was praying for her and I was going through a transformative stage in my life where I was really coming back to the Lord and recognizing the importance of prayer, the importance of being in the word every day, things that even though I had been a Christian my whole life, I did not do. I did not live that way. And that makes an impact that opens doors for the enemy to come in and, and get at our children. Well, in 2021, I was texting with her and she said um, that she had just gotten back from the doctor and she felt so good. And because I knew she always struggled with mental health issues and hormonal issues ever since she was little, um, she said she got some new medication to help balance her hormones. And I thought that's fantastic. And I said that's and the way she worded it was this will help my hormones transition I did not know what that meant. Um, I had never heard of that before. And so I walked right into it and said, transition from what? And she wrote into a mail. And um, I just and had to just set you off, rock your world there. It, it um, yeah, and my daughter, my younger daughter was in the room. And so I, from what I remember, I dropped the phone and I went into the back bedroom, which was, you know, down a hallway and I shut the door and I started screaming. I mean, I I started to fall apart. Um, and I started praying. And I started crying out to God. And the Huffington Post wrote, wrote about this because I have shared this. And I share this because I know there are other families who are going through this. Right. And if I can share what I've been through and encourage someone else, then I will not keep my story quiet. The Huffington Post found it. Their opening paragraph uh, in the article is that I cursed the medicine. I absolutely cursed the medicine because I believe in the power of prayer. And I believe that my God is much greater than any medication. And I believe that Jesus Christ and his blood can break through anything that is in this world. So I absolutely cursed the medicine. And I prayed and I actually... I went right at the devil and I told him he has picked the wrong family and that my daughter will not be taken in this way, shape or form that. And I reminded him that my blood has been surrendered to Jesus. And I know that I know that that means that my generations are blessed because that's what the word of God says. And so I just got bold and I prayed for, I don't know, an hour. I mean, I was screaming in prayer and um, came out pretty hoarse actually after the the prayer time, but it changed something. And what it Mm -hmm. changed was it allowed me to realize 
that my job is now as a warrior intercessor over my daughter. She's an adult. She is going to be making decisions that she's going to have to suffer the consequences from. Um, all of that to say, I have talked about this. I never intended to talk about this. I really never did. I was speaking at an event um, in Pennsylvania and I was sharing about Hollywood and I was sharing about the transgender push on our kids and how media and entertainment have been the catalyst, a huge catalyst to that. And while I was on stage, I said, this is personal. My daughter is fighting this right now. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at kirkelliottphd.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit kirkelliottphd.com. In a world where most banks are prioritizing shareholder profits, Transact Card stands apart by putting its members first, and that's you. Join now and be part of the change. What if you could do your everyday transactions, getting gas, buying groceries, paying your house bills, and while you're doing that, making dollar for dollar back that you can then use to repurchase those items that you purchase anyway at a discount? Well, now that is possible. Check out Transact Card. This is revolutionizing the way we as conservatives shop and save and protect our money. One-time fee of $25, this card will link to your bank, and you just go about your business like you already do except you use this card to swipe and every time you swipe you earn a dollar back don't miss this opportunity go to tanyajoy.transactcard.com today that's tanyajoy.transactcard.com don't miss out you're already spending money it's time you started to make money and that was all i said about it and i i, I then from that ended up having people start reaching out and can you share your story and what, what are you going through? And so I started sharing the story and I never mentioned my daughter's name. Um, I wanted to protect her identity. Um, but she went to the Huffington post. She watches what I say. She watches the shows. She watches when I put things on Twitter, she watches. And, um, so she reached out to them and, uh, they went and did this, this huge, hit piece ultimately against me. Um, and in some way it, it was devastating. Obviously they, they exposed things that I would never have talked about, about our family. They exposed things to try and make me look crazy, to try and make me look like an extremist, um, to cut ultimately the man who wrote it, uh, I think his name is something it's Matthias. It's Chris. Chris Matthias. I can't believe I forgot his name. Chris Matthias. 
And if you go to his Twitter or his LinkedIn, he's writing a book trying to expose and call out any white Christian as a fascist. That's his goal. He hates Christians. He hates white people, which is ridiculous because he's a white male. But nowadays you can be a white male and hate whites. Uh, it's acceptable. And so um, he he hates Christians. It's very, very clear. Um, so this was a great story for him to have picked up. I mean, this was like journalism, you know, he, he could win awards on this, I'm sure, because this was like the story of the century that he could get an actual child who has a parent who is in influential in some way, shape or form, who's talking right. about these things like you can't get a better story as a journalist. What I will say is I also know my God and I also know the angelic uh forces that are out there. And I do know that there, I don't need to worry about standing up or saying anything or, or rebuttaling any of this, because I know that this is not an attack against me. This is an attack straight against God and the creator of the universe. And my prayer is that Chris Matthias will be humbled and will actually eventually surrender his life to Jesus and actually realize what he's done. Because what he actually did was take advantage of a very abused, precious young woman, my daughter, and um, make it worse for her. That's really what he did. He's not going to be there when she's having mental breakdowns in a year or two years or five years. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I know that I know God will get her back because when she was little, she gave her life to Jesus. She did that. She loved the Lord. She asked to go to China when she was a child, wanted to go there and do ministry. I mean, as like a six-year-old, she was asking to do this. So I know that God sees her and I know that God will leave the 99 and go for the one. And I know that God will bring the prodigals back. And that's what she is right now. So my prayer is that for this writer, uh, that he will wake up, that he will be humbled because if not, he's picked a fight with the God of the universe, not me. And that's not a fight I'd want to be in personally. No. And um, I don't know if I want to dwell on this, but they 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 were going to do the article regardless. Mm -hmm. All right. But they wanted to get your input and they, they tried to get other people's input. But um, they sent you like a list of questions. They did. Uh, did you, would you mind going over some of that if you remember what it was? Um, yeah. If you I don't, mean, don't I, worry about it. I yeah. probably have it in my email. I, I don't. I mean, they sent me an email. So the article came out on a Friday. I got word of it on Monday. And what was right. ironic is I got word of it as I, I had a very busy day. I think I was filming all day. I had to speak that night at a church. Actually, I had to do a worship night. And so, and it was about a two hour drive. So I happened to see this as I was on my way down to this event. And this was um, the end of June. And so we know June is pride month. And so I was actually going to this church to do a worship night um, to pray for the LGBTQ community and to pray that God would touch their lives and, and wake these people, you know, these people up, particularly in the transgender uh, religion. So the questions were things like, did you have plastic surgery in order to compete for Miss America? Did your dad pay for your plastic surgery in order to compete for Miss America? Um, did you... Um, 
do, do you call your daughter a different name? I, I mean, it was ridiculous things, things that I was like, in fact, I, I'll see if I can. I'm sure that I have it. I know I didn't throw it out. I know that. Uh, now, now you, they say you in the article, I trust me, 25 pages. I read it all and it was tough. I didn't want to finish it, but I felt I had to, I had to read it all to be able to understand what you were going through. So I got that part of it. And um, so, but I, I, I distinctly recall that uh, you sent a response back, but not answering the questions. It did Correct. I remember correct. Yeah. Th so here's like an example. Here's how they, they worded the entire article. They, he gave me his name, told me he was a senior reporter. He said, I'm right. writing a story about you and your transgender son put, the new name that my daughter goes by Renton Sinclair and then put in parentheses. Although I know you don't use that name or call him a son, just be aware. So that's a threatening. It's a way to threaten someone. Be aware. I will be doing so throughout this email and my story. And right. then every line was Renton says that in such and such you and your then husband did this. Uh, you took the bedroom and closet doors off the hinges. You forbade him from hanging out with other kids. Do you confirm or deny this? So every sentence was, was written according to the journal Renton kept. They tried, you know, she tried to um, kill herself by overdosing. Were you aware of this? Every sentence was written in a way that it was very clear by the end of the email, they do not care what I say about this. Like there, there's nothing that I could say that's going to make this change or fix or whatever. So I sent it to um, my lawyers. There is actually legal grounds that I could pursue them. I've already talked to lawyers about it. Um, I've decided as of now, I'm not going to do that, but um, I could. I could because of the way he wrote the article and because of certain things he said. My response was simply, it would be very inappropriate for me to discuss my daughter's health issues or her experiences as an adolescent. And then I gave him some statistics on really and truly what's going on with this. And I gave a request and I said, it would be my request that you respect my daughter's fragile condition, consider the harm that your article can bring on her. And, and then I said, God doesn't make mistakes. My daughter is fearfully and wonderfully made. And then I quoted Luke 17 too. I said, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he wow. were thrown into the sea, then he should offend one of these little ones. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, you know, I made sure I read everything in there and it's, it, I, I was the editor of my college newspaper. I had a very good journalist for a mentor. He taught me a lot of stuff and it, I mean, it's, that was a hit job from the start, yeah. but, um, but now we know how you feel. Now you had to get an education pretty fast because there were terms coming at you that you didn't know about. You had to find out what this meant, what that mm -hmm. meant transitioning, you know, I mean, that line that just drives me nuts, you know, would you rather have a, a trans kid or a dead kid? I mean, that's and my just, daughter has sent me, I've had, yeah. I've have received that text from her as well. Yeah. Um, and she still watches, which is interesting. I just got a text from her this weekend. That was a clip of a, of a post that I put on Twitter. So she is the interesting thing to me is the fact that she is still watching. Somebody doesn't pay attention unless there's something they're still looking yeah. for. And I love my daughter. And I know, I know she doesn't like when I say this, but sweetheart, you're going to come home. 
God has a plan for you. He created you with a purpose. So it doesn't matter how far or how long somebody runs away and tries to go away from what God has planned. They will come home eventually. And I know she will come home. In fact, I'm almost, I could say this completely confidently. She will one day travel. We will travel and she will be the one sharing the story and praying for people and setting them free. I just, I know it. I know that I know that I know. And um, that doesn't make sense. That's still, it doesn't, it doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it easier. Um, It's devastating. It's almost as if she did die. And in many ways she did. She chose to kill herself, who God created her to be, and take on a new identity um, so that she doesn't have to deal with some of those things that happened. And I fully understand. Like I, I can understand why someone would do that because that trauma is so severe. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it's been, I mean, it's still rough. It, it, this weekend I was at an event and I, I tell her real name, her given name is Hannah Mariah. I had a dream of her and they wrote about this and I found the journal article and I took a picture of it and I put it all over social media after this article came out on July 13th, 1995. I was married to her dad in 1997. She was born in 1999. But on July 13th, 1995, I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw this precious little baby. And it it was mostly the face of the baby. And she was beautiful. And I knew that her name was Hannah Moriah. And I knew how it was spelled. H-A-N-A Moriah as in Mount Moriah. And I woke up and I remember thinking, holy cow, this is crazy. I'm going to have. And at that moment in 1995, I was 18, 17 years old. I used to, I would pray over my womb. I would pray that that little girl that I saw in my dream would grow, would, would serve the Lord, all these things. When I met her dad and then we got married and then we found out we were pregnant and found out it was a girl, I said, well, she has to be named Hannah. And he said, of course. And that was how she got her name. So the fact that, that the devil is after her so strongly is because she has such a calling on her life. And that is the case in every situation. Every child that has been attacked by this trans religion, transgender narrative, it is simply because God has a plan and a purpose for their life. And Satan steals, kills, and destroys. So he is out to steal, kill, and destroy these children's destinies. He does not care about what happens to them physically, mentally, emotionally. He doesn't care. He does not want them to be able to step into the destiny that God put in them from before the foundations of the earth. Yeah, so what what does the or the names Hannah and Mariah, right? Mm-hmm. What, what do those mean? Because I know that you, you looked that up. Yeah, so actually the name Hannah... That spelling it is Japanese. It, it means flower and it also means grace. It's connect. It's a, a derivative derivative of the word Hannah. So it's, it means grace. Right. And the middle name Moriah is after Mount Moriah, which is where Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac in obedience to the Lord. So it is not a coincidence that the very name God chose for her meant grace and sacrifice, because that's absolutely what the enemy is. He's, He's trying to sacrifice her to make her into somebody who she isn't. And um, yeah, I I don't know. That's what the name means. And um, she's very loved. And I I don't, 
I don't hold her name back anymore uh, because once she went to the Huffington Post, they blasted it everywhere. So, <laughs> right. And, and that to me, I mean, you know more about this than I do because you've studied and studied because you have to. You, you know, to pray as diligently as you want to and as intelligently, you got to know what you're praying for. And I guess in this case, against. Um, but, uh, for a while you didn't want to mention her name to keep her, but once they let it out, I mean, it's like, I'm going to tell everybody, um, I was trying to keep her identity right, um, yeah. private yeah. because I did know that I had, you know, somewhat of a, of an influence on, uh, on an audience. And I thought, well, there's no need for someone to go look her up. I didn't want that. I would never, I mean, even some of the abuse, I never talked about that. I would never have brought some of that stuff out. Some the suicide. There's so much that they exposed that I would not have ever talked about. And so once that came out, it was out. You're the one that was the cause of all that. I mean, they, they put you front and center, put a target on your back and wherever else to give a target. And they said it's all because you, and it's interesting. They, and the circus of believers that you, <laughs> that was a line that I, I looked at. And I went seriously because yeah. all the places you go now, I know that you, it, it, you have turned this into a, I want to say a campaign, but definitely it's something that you want to say. I, I need to, I need to make an issue. I need to tell people that are going through this, you know, because, you know, the, the wounded become healers. You know, that's a exactly. you know, the comfort, the comfort that you have. You're going to give to other people. So where do you see this going? I mean, I know you're doing it now. Uh, where do you see this, this so, going? Um, one thing that I started, and I, I haven't been diligent about it, but I've, I've made mention of this on my show, and I, I kind of put this hashtag together that was pray their name or, you know, kind of the concept of say their name, um, because these children were given names for a reason, and names carry and hold value. They hold heritage. They hold um, royalty. You know, when you really study names over history, names are very important. And so I've started a thing where if I meet other people, which I am constantly coming in contact with others that are walking through this, I ask for their child's name and I've got it on a, a post-it note and I am praying over those names and I'm asking other people to do the same. Um, I'm now working, I got connected with a couple of large ministries that are actually working on fighting this. And they're, they're looking at putting a large event together uh, next year in 2024, actually at the mall in DC um, to pray for moms and dads, but moms to come together and to pray and decree and declare over our children that the enemy will not take our children from us. You know, there's been generations taken out by abortion. And this is very interesting that when the abortion rule was overturned, all of a sudden, I mean, this really was all of a sudden, this gigantic push for transgender mutilation surgeries, transitioning children was, it was like overnight pushed. And, um, I kind of have just taken a stand that it's not going to be on my watch. This is the hill I will die on. Uh, these kids have destiny. They have purpose. And they have an identity that God gave them. And their identity is wrapped up in their DNA and in their name. You cannot change. They can, they can have as many surgeries as they want. They can change their name as much as they want. They can tell everybody for the rest of their life they are somebody different. But at the root of who they are, they cannot change that. 
because that is God. That is way outside of humanity. And um, so for me, I talk about it because one, I want other Christian families to understand that we need to take a stand and we need to be praying and warring over our children. We have not done that. We need to be decreeing our children, you know, like when, when I'm at a church and I ask people, are you dealing with this? And many people raise their hand. I say, come forward. We're going to pray. And as we pray, I tell them, say their name, speak their name out decree and declare that those children will come home. They are the prodigals of this day. But guess what? God is getting ready to do massive miracles. He's getting ready to do things that I think we have never seen. You know, I think we're going to see creative miracles where some of these kids that have had their breasts removed are going to grow back. I believe it wholeheartedly. I believe that in these days that are coming, God is going to be bringing these kids home and those creative miracles that we read about in scriptures during the end times that this generation and these kids who've been brutally mutilated are going to see miracles by the Lord healing and, and repairing their bodies. Um, so, yes, it's... Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's perfect. And that's, I mean, I, I, I read a lot about you. I went to your, obviously, I go to your webpage to get information because any good journalist would do that. <laughs> but I can tell you, uh, just in the last interview and all the things I've heard about you, you when you, you're like a mama bear. When you get a topic, you, you, you get a hold of it and you just wrestle with it till it's, it's done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. So. I do. I don't know where that came from. I was not like that. You know, uh, if I would have been like that when, when she was little, I maybe wouldn't be in this position. Um, I wasn't like that. I didn't know how to war. I didn't, I didn't realize who I was in the spirit. I didn't, I didn't realize how powerful God was. I, I didn't know those things. I didn't know scripture the way I do now, where now I go, you know, no, the scripture says that when you raise up a child in the way they should go, they will not depart from it when they're old. Well, she's departed from it now, but she won't forever because that's not the way it's, I mean, the, the, I believe the Bible is the Bible. It is absolute truth. And, um, so, and I've done a lot of research into this. This is not something new. I've been talking about this. Um, I've done a couple of shows about it. When you start diving into the old Testament and you start studying, uh, Baal and Ashtaroth, Ashtaroth was his wife. They were known. Ashtaroth was known historically for transitioning men to women and women to men. This is not new. It's an ancient God and it's been released back into America because we shut God out. We pushed him out of our public square. We pushed him out of our education. We pushed him out of the church. And so it opened the doors for these ancient gods to come back in that weren't present for many, many, many years. And now they're back. And now we as believers We've got to recognize this is on us. We have got to be the ones to pray this out. We've got to be the ones that are willing to battle in the spirit and war for the sake of the future generations of God's children, just like Esther did. Esther was willing to give up her entire life. She risked her life to say, I need to speak up and save the future of God's people. And I see this as very similar. So... <laughs> It's hard. I get canceled. Uh, you know, after this came out, I I, uh, I had a big orchestra concert on the 4th of July. 
they got harassed after that, you know, and threatened by the count. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, but yeah. I'm not going to be quiet about it. No. And, and, and you shouldn't either. I, 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 I gotta tell you, I mean, I haven't gone through that. So, uh, you know, but I'm going to come back to something else. I, you know, obviously when you enter some, you're not supposed to make it about yourself, but I got to tell you, we spent months trying to figure out a name, a, a, a girl's name for what would turn out to be our daughter. Uh, the, the boy's name, we had it immediately. But it was in the eighth month of the pregnancy. I said I took the the baby book name and I told to my daughter, my wife. And I said we're going to pick a name for a girl. We got to be ready for this. And so we went through all the different things and we prayed about it. And uh, my daughter's name is Katrina Lissette. And uh, I, we and, and and but we looked at the name, the meaning of the names. It means pure and consecrated to God. Yeah. And 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 so when you when you said if you've got a child going through these things. You mentioned their name. Their their names are not an accident. Mm -mm. You you specifically named your daughter that. We specifically named our daughter that. Yeah. And and so and and I can tell you, you know, it, that she's been exactly that. Yeah. You know, she when all of her friends were doing stuff, she was the one that was the wise one. She was the one that cried over what they were doing. Wow. And and so you know. <laughs> We prayed about it and we, we prayed that blessing over the name. And I'm telling you, it, it makes a difference. It does. There's so, destiny. I mean, when, when yeah. you study oh, names, there is destiny written in the name. And, um, and that's why that's the very first thing that the enemy yeah. does. The very first thing is tells these kids that's a dead name. Your past is dead. You are not connected to it. You you shouldn't have any connection to it. It's dead. Move on. Uh, that's why the enemy does it. He can't. He's stupid. I mean, he's really stupid. He really, really is. He he can't create anything. So he's got to go. Well, just pretend that doesn't exist. Just pretend that that doesn't matter, and just come up with a new one. Like, give me a break. That's what he does. When they took a people over. They changed their names to Babylonian names. So everybody talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. Those weren't their given names. That's right. So it all goes back to that whole Babylonian thing that they're trying to take and assimilate our our children, our brightest ones. So, uh, yeah, we we kind of agreed to stop right about now. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. So uh, it's we're... been a long day of filming for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're number nine or something there today. You go. Well, I, I felt I felt blessed to get you on here. So. Uh, and, um, I will let people know, and then we'll, we'll close this thing down here. I can tell you that, and this is kind of an announcement for everybody. My people and your people are in negotiations to do this monthly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, uh, we're working on that and I'll announce that later. Um, and so, but it'll only be on rumble and, and Twitter and maybe Facebook. Uh, and I'm going to call it, uh, God's news in the news unfiltered. And we will just talk about anything we want. We have to worry about code words and everything. So anyway, though, There's thank you. There's a lot for, to talk about. You think? Yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> uh, so thank you for coming on again. We're blessed to have you here. I I know that there are people who, who are going through this or know people who are going through this now. And uh, they need to know what you know. And I think they'll be blessed by hearing this. Now, are there resources on your webpage that can give us more than what we got tonight? 
I need to build that out. Um, okay. I need, I need <laughs> someone to help me do that. Um, I have, okay. I have, a, I have like a collection somewhere in my notes somewhere because there are some really good resources um, that are out there. Um, I, unfortunately, I don't have any on the website right now. I'm in the pro I've been in the process of putting together all of the scriptures that talk about um, God created male and female, because that is the first place that, that I believe a parent needs to address is this is what the Bible says. And there's many Christian parents who are ignoring that right now because of fear of, of losing a, a, an ability to communicate with their child. We're going to be held account as a parent, we will be held account. And if we deny the truth that's in the scripture for fear of, of losing a child, well, then we're going to be at fear of losing God because we cannot compromise in that. So that's something I'm working on. Um, I really need to get a resource tab in there, but I don't have it yet. Um, uh, maybe I'm over my head here, but talk to me. I'm a writer. I can help you out. Oh, okay. See, All see, right. now, I put, now I made it up part of the video. Now I got to do it. Right, right, right. I, will, I, I, will I know I you. have them somewhere because I'm I'm connected with a bunch of right. organizations yeah. that are really fighting this and working it. Yeah. And so I just I've got to put it all together. I don't think it would even be hard um, to do. It's just the time to do it. <laughs> Maybe next week I'm going going to have hopefully a couple days off. We'll see. I always say that and I never end up having a day off, but we'll see. I can help you out. Well, thank you. That would be awesome. I, I, you so uh we got to tie a bow on this whole thing here so <laughs> tie a ribbon we'll get my metaphors mixed up here uh, so would you mind praying us out absolutely absolutely okay. heavenly father jesus christ we worship and adore your name god we are so grateful that you created humanity that you created male and female in your image we are grateful that you spoke to us and said that you wanted to partner with us and allow us to create with you. God, I speak over every child, every prodigal that is out there that has, has been sold this good of lies from the devil, that they can change who you created them to be. And God, I pray that you would bring them to the end of themselves quickly, that you would wake them up quickly, just like you did the prodigal son, wake them up, wake them up, God, allow them to see where they are and see what it is that they're doing, God, not against their families, but against you, against who you created them to be. I ask that you would put a blanket of peace and comfort over every parent and grandparent, aunt, uncle, sibling who is dealing with this in their family, God. It is unfathomable for us to even comprehend. And I know the pain of it. And so God, I ask that your Holy Spirit would go right now through this, through this uh, broadcast and bring a sense of peace and comfort that you would remind the parents that you chose them because you knew they could be the ones that would war and fight and pray for these, these children. And God, I, I ask that you would take the burden off of them, remind them that you are the father of these children. You chose us to birth them, but you are their creator. 
And so you have them in your palm, the palm of your hand, and you will not let them go. I just pray for all of those who listen now or in the future that they would be blessed and they would be encouraged. And most important, that they would seek your face in the days to come. You are a good God and we love and adore you. And we just thank you for all that you are and all that you're doing in these days. In your precious son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So uh, thank you, Tanya Joy. I know you got a a lot to do and then (laughs) you get to sleep sometime, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take you off here so you can uh, get to your day here and I'll close this thing down. Well, thank you for joining us for a special edition of God's News in the News, Current Events, Biblical Perspective. Uh, if you want to join, I don't think we're going to have a, um, there's no chats, so there's no, I think we're just going to close this thing down. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, Share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this.